Not really. Like the still. best part of three minutes having just in the seats and grooming rubbish. It's still a bit. <laughs> it's like being on an airplane. Right. <laughs> you ain't getting all meals from me, son. <laughs> on your own. I'll take the other fish. <laughs> You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Hello, baseball family. Welcome into another episode of the British Baseball Podcast. Uh, first off, before we get into this episode, I'd like to thank everyone of you who submitted your uh, questions for improvements for the show uh, via the, the survey. So that means I've got 10 minutes of talk with these two fine gentlemen that I've got here. Uh, only kidding, we can take as long as we need. Um, my guests today are Jordan Edmonds and Zach Strowman of the London Mets, the Mets Bash Brothers. Gents, how are we doing? Yeah, good. How are yeah. you? Very good. Thank you for having yeah. me. Us. Not bad, yeah. It does, yeah. Uh, it's slightly, slightly warm. Uh, wishing that window go a bit further open than it does, but you know, yeah. <laughs> can't have it all the own way. Uh, so, uh, how's your week been so far? Yeah, good. I uh, yeah, just working today, and then had a gym sesh with the machine, Alan Dean, and he's absolutely ruined me. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. But uh, yeah, all good so far. Uh, yeah, my day was uh, started pretty interesting. I thought I had work today because I'm working at a primary school, but I uh, rode all the way there about half an hour. <laughs> Turns out it was an internet day, so I came home. <laughs> That's about about the week usually starts, I guess. Disappointing. Yeah, it's always nice to get out. <laughs> Just go out on, on your bike for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Exercising. Yeah, good nine miles in your jeans. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, we won't go into that. <laughs> Skinny jeans as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> Cycling entire do's and don'ts. Um, right, let's get into some baseball chat then. So um I'd like to know well, there's a lot of people who probably don't know you, uh, a bit about yourselves. Uh, Jordan, do you want to give us a bit about your your history and how you managed to find baseball? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I got into baseball probably around uh 2005. Um, I got into it by a man called Rob Burney. Um, he moved to Horsham, which is where I live in West Sussex. Um, fairly, well, it actually was in Southwater. It was just a small village, but, um, yeah, he started taster sessions, um, and then built up a baseball club called Horsham Junior Baseball Club. Um, became really successful, um, got to about 200, 250 kids, um, and was like a self-contained league. Um, and then I just kind of kept progressing through there, um, got involved with like the GB Academy, probably around 07. I think that was when I went on my first tour, um, like a Kenko tournament in Italy in 07 for the juvenile under 12 team. Um, and then, yeah, just kept, kept progressing, really kept going through kind of the GB ranks, cadets, juniors, under 23 seniors. Um, and yeah, kept pushing on, really. So it's been good. That's how I kind of first got into it. That's pretty interesting. You, you, so two years to get from like pretty much entering and straight into a GB program. Did, did you find that you're progressing a lot quicker than the other kids? Or, um, or is it just like you, your enthusiasm just took you I over? Think, I mean, at under 12, I'm, probably the, the pool of players I had to pick from was probably quite small. Um, and I think I was probably the last cut on the team to go to Italy 
because when I started, I was not, I was nice. not good. He's being modest. No, no, but you didn't, you didn't. I'll call him out. I'll call him out every time. Don't <laughs> it's going to happen a few times. In, in, in 07, 06, 07, I wasn't very good. I wasn't good when I first started playing baseball. It was only when I started kind of, um, guess like growing into my body when I started getting a bit better. But um, I think, yeah, I had, a, when I started, I wasn't great. And then I kind of pushed on quite quickly um, and then managed to kind of go through go through the ranks and um when I moved up yeah I, I mean me and Zach used to play each other in in pony baseball so we used to be teammates growing up the whole way through and we had this really intense rivalry where it was Horsham baseball and London baseball and they were the two kind of big teams in the league but London always won pretty much <laughs> every single year yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um there was some rivalry there and then <clears throat> I mean, I think when we, what would you say, it was 2012, we became really good friends because yeah. um, I got, uh, the Mets were going on a trip to Prague um, and they wanted me to go with them, even though I still played for Horsham. Um, and, and I said yes, even though I played against them for, for years. Um, and me and Strowman, I think we did we room together. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think we were friends before that. We always had a bit of yeah. chemistry, like um, playing yeah. against each other growing up. And then I, I knew, you know, when they said we should get Jordan on the team, I was the first one. Like, yes, absolutely. And, and it's just been since then, yeah, yeah. Um, great friends. But yeah, the rivalry that was um, all through Bronco and into Pony. Um, yeah, that's really fueled. Uh, <coughs> I guess not, not like a, a hatred between the two teams, but then then the friendship between the two of us. That was, um, yeah, so it went. Yeah, definitely. That's really interesting. So did, was it a friendly rivalry or was, did you sort of, was it a bit of a, a Disney sort of? Do you know, like, like it was probably... Bit, like in Mighty Ducks one. I wouldn't say it was kid, and then that friendly. It wasn't, wasn't too friendly. I mean, it, it should have been a bit more friendly for the age group. What were we, like 13 or 14? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, but, for some reason, we just we did not like each other. <laughs> it, it, it got really heated. I would say yeah. they're probably some of the most heated games I've played. Like, it yeah, was, I agree with that. Like, there was some hatred in there. Yeah. Like, like, genuine. Like, we just wanted <laughs> to, you know, beat the living hell out of each other. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it was like that was that's like a big highlight for me. Like that was good baseball and that was fun because yeah. yeah. it was so competitive and like yeah, I, I was lucky to have that growing up that league because I don't know if they I don't even think they have that anymore. But the BBF used to have like under fifteen league, under twelve league, um, and used to play teams kind of across the country like the NBL but for pony. Yeah, and then you'd play up the teams from up north. Um, so we were quite lucky to have that. We think we came in at quite a good time, to be honest, me and Zach. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Were, were you a bit worried at all then when you went to to play for the Mets? Like being, like, say, <laughs> is that heat and stuff? Was, was there any part of you that, that was a bit nervous about accepting it? I. <laughs> it was it was hard for me to, to, to like, be like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Mets now because it was like, you know, it was just for a tournament. It was literally just for a week. And then I was going to go back to play for Horsham. But it was hard for me to like, it's like, you know, I'm playing for Arsenal and then I'm going to go and play <laughs> yeah. for Spurs for a, for a week. It's like that. Um, but like that team we had was so good. 
Like if I look back, that team was so good. And we we made it all the way to the semi-finals and we played out of 16 teams. And we were a club team and we played like the German Academy, we played the Israeli national team, beat the yep. Israeli national team, beat a load of club teams. We lost in the semis against uh, the German Academy, but like we had a good ride. We had a really good team. Um, yeah. Should mention the uh, the other couple of people we had on that team um, who are now yeah. still in the NBL. Um, we had Jamie Dix, um, who's on the Mets with us. Juan Diaz who plays at Essex. Uh, yeah. You know Jonathan Cramman, who was he was came as our like um, one of our one of our assistant coaches. And he was twenty years old, um, and that just kind of shows the kind of caliber of people that we had even back then and now who have excelled into the positions they are now. So I think it's yeah. just so, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, so uh, before before we get a bit too far ahead of ourselves, we forgot about yeah, you. Sorry. Do you want to tell <laughs> oh, yeah. us about um, about how you you fell in love with baseball and how you managed to find it? Um, I kind of grew up a little differently. I was, I think I started throwing a baseball when I was about four or five years old. Uh, my parents are both from a small town in Indiana and Indiana and the States. And um, I grew up just doing it, but then I, I was actually a football player and that was my main kind of obsession. And my, my team got cut when I um, kind of just got canceled when I was about nine years old. And my dad said, well, okay, well, how do we get this? kid out of the house now we have to do something and um just looked up baseball and just happened to be that there's here's a here's a team that's only 10 minutes away from my house in Fisbee park and i was like this is great and i think i walked up there that day with him with my glove and just kind of joined straight on the team and i was about 10 10 years old back in about, about in 2005 with um about same age as jordan um and yeah i just grew up playing for the all them through the mets the broncos the uh the pony team and um yeah now to the the NBL and but yeah I think it, my first year on the uh, Great Britain team was in 2012 with Sweden I'm not sure yeah um, I think it's 2012 I think that might be yeah that might be way up 12 or 13 oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah 13 yeah, yeah 12 yeah. 13 and um yeah that was another um that was probably my that was my first year of GB and had a great tournament there with um Will Linton as our head coach and uh Liam Carroll came as one of our assistants who's a former uh, Great Britain manager, and um, after that, I kind of carried on through the London Mets system, playing for GB. Um, played a tour with the under twenty threes, and then I actually went to America and played. Um, got a scholarship to play at a junior college, Wabonzi Community College in uh, Illinois, and then I moved on to uh, Saint Ambrose University in uh, Iowa and the NAIA. And now I'm back and loving it. That's really interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> did, how far did you think baseball was going to take you then when you got into to college? Did, did you did you have dreams of, of taking it further or, or was it just something you were doing while you were there? Um, no, it was definitely a dream of mine. But, but the, my dream was to kind of move to America. Being my parents, um, being from America, I was always, always loved going there and seeing my family. And I was kind of obsessed with Chicago when I was kind of younger. And going there was, was a part of it for sure. But baseball was kind of my road and my way to do it. And obviously it was always the dream and everyone's dream has ever played to be a professional baseball player. But, um, um, and yeah, I got into, got into my university and it was about a couple of months in, it was very quick to realize that I actually wasn't very good at baseball. <laughs> like, Oh, like, okay, well, I'm Some all right. Life. But no, no, I see Like, I'm all right. But there's a lot of guys who are better than me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but so, I mean, yeah. I moved along. I moved along and I got better as 
as these seasons, as the, the years went by in university. So that was kind of my my point of, well, I'm actually getting better every year here, where a lot of guys kind of hit their junior or senior year, and like, oh, well, I had a really good freshman year. I don't really don't really care anymore. Um, but, and now, yeah, that my my senior year, I had a really good year. So I, I decided to try and go a bit further after conversations with um, Liam Carroll, Will Linter, and Jonathan Cram and Drew Spencer, um, talking about my next move and decided to uh, try my hand in the German Bundesliga, which is where I played uh, last year for the Hamburg Steelers. And yeah, I was going to uh, talk about as well, because like, you, you two seem like you, you've been quite close for quite yeah. a long time. Um, and you've, you've forged quite a, a decent partnership at the Mets. Yeah. So, Jordan, what was it like for you to, to hear that, that Zach was going to be moving away from the team and going to Germany? Um, yeah, it was good. Well, because I'm like a year older, so I kind of, I, I, I went to college in Canada for two years. Um, and then when I came back, I went to Australia to play for six months. And then when I finished in Australia, I went and played in Hamburg for six months where Zach played. And then a uh, year after that, was flying out to Berlin at the weekends, but it was tough and like work. And, you know, it's kind of like I've got to figure out, you know, life or keep going with baseball kind of thing. Um, so then I was like, all right, I'll, 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 you know, play in England. So then, you know, when I see Zach going out there, it was kind of like, I'm like Zach, you know, that was the that was 100 percent the right move because you know he is more than good enough to play at that level. Um, but it was kind of like, damn, I wish we could have played together. Um, and he was always like, Oh, come out, come out. And I was like, it's you know, I I kind of taken the decision to take a little step back and start, you know, life, I guess, and work. So um it was it was sad to see him go because I love, you know. Playing with Zach's, you know, it's great, but uh, you know, well, he's back now, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So Zach, so tell us all about the German trip. Um, that was largely influenced um, by Jordan because I talked to him about his experience there and um, what it was like. It just happened to be the exact same team that I was going <laughs> yeah. to, so I was like, "You can just tell me everything. That'd be great." Um, and uh, yeah, it it was delayed um, because of COVID, but. Um, I still managed to get out there for a um, half season, and it's turned out to be um, very a, a great move. <laughs> Partly because I was just dying to leave my house, just like everyone. <laughs> it's like, oh yes, I can actually go out and do something this year. I thought 2020 had cancelled everything, but no, it's, it seems to work out. That's good. What are the facilities like now? Because I I managed to catch one of the games on a live stream, and it looked like a really decent stadium. And I suppose the same same goes to you, well, Jordan. Like you, you've managed to play in, in Canada. And, and in Australia as well. What what are the different qualities of, of facilities like over there? And can you see there being like like a budget version, but like more realistic versions for, for British clubs to follow? Like any any teams that you think would be a good template for, for some of the clubs to follow? Uh, yeah, I mean, Hamburg's got a lovely facility. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it, is a, it is a small stadium. It's got seats. You get, you know, 100, 150 to 200 fans at the games so it feels like you know you're you're at the big time kind of well for, for europe i guess yeah for sure for sure um yeah it's cool because like that's what you want to do you want to play in front of people you want people watching you it kind of spurs you on and you know facilities across the country in germany are good and they've got a really good foundation and 
it's a great template. Um, if I think about Australia, um, the club ball system there is incredible, I think. Um, so they've got teams from A grade all the way down to like, like seven levels. And there's people playing at every level and they've got every age of kids. Um, and this is just in Adelaide. This is just one city, way smaller than London, but there's 10, 12 teams there. And every team has got multiple different uh, teams and good facilities. And um, Do I think that it, that could happen in the UK? I think there's, there's no reason it can't, but, you know... It comes down to money. It comes down to people being interested in the sport, yeah, uh, the people having to invest in the facilities where, and they get something back from it. And like, you know, if someone wanting to invest and build a stadium for someone, like what are they going to get back other than like a, mm -hmm. you know, a fulfillment of doing something great. But I wish, I wish it was the case. And there, yeah, there's blueprints everywhere that you could look at. Um, we're, we're just unfortunately not not there yet but yeah i don't know what you think about that zach uh, i definitely agree uh, the large one for me is interests uh, just getting people out to come to do it and um from a young age especially you have a lot of um teams that here at london mets we have about our single a practices are packed and then it comes to our nbo practice and it's just about 10 of us and you just wonder like the level like there's only a few of us who actually can play at this level and then there's so many beginners but um, I think if we look to like grow that from a young age, then that's where it would have to start. Um, yeah. And then have to expand into uh, at the level of something like Hamburg, something like Bond Capitals and even uh, Regensburg, which is the, the large foundation of baseball. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's quite interesting. Like, Because at first I was thinking maybe it's just like the whole bat, bat and ball sport thing in Australia that, that makes it big. Mm. And maybe like premiership football football over here dominates so much that other sports don't really get that much of a looking. Yeah. But then when I think about Germany, like the Bundesliga is not a slouch. But yeah. then you went, like you're saying, like the, the baseball teams over there as well, getting over 100 people to, mm -hmm. to watch. What do you think then that, I don't know how to phrase this, um, like wh why do you think it works so well in Germany uh, compared to maybe over here? Like having seen it both 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 sides, what, any any guesses? I just feel like they like people have just like fully invested into it. They haven't like half-assed it. Yeah, they they've just gone for it. And like Hamburg, you know, they they got sponsorship from you know like big docking. Yeah, because they're a, it's like a dock. They get sponsorship from these big companies, um, and you know probably putting a banner at their field is a drop in the yeah. ocean for them. But oh, yeah. they still get it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know. I don't know any clubs that are sponsored or have, yeah. a, you know, a big degree, big level of sponsorship. Um, the live stream, I don't, the live stream yeah. definitely helps. Um, that's that gets aired at local restaurants and um, <clears throat> the, during the week after our games, after the Hamburg Studios games, um, and also yeah, like you said, the banners up up behind home plate when you're watching a game. So it's just <clears throat> yeah, promotion. Uh, <clears throat> To think about where it is compared to the London, the team like the London Mets, or just any any team in the NBO is um, it's 
I don't know why it is so largely ahead and like the interest is so much higher because it is there's no big time baseball there there's no major league teams and even here now in london we've had major league games and they have in germany you know and kind of wonder like <clears throat> what are we doing wrong yeah yeah but yeah like i said what i was saying about earlier like me and zach i feel came in at a good time like we were lucky because now i look at the youth it's just not as many coming through, which is it's quite sad mm-hmm. to see, really. But yeah, there's so many different factors, and yeah, unfortunately, we're just a long way from even being at the level that the Bundesliga yeah. is at. So yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk then about this Bash Brothers thing. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> who came up with the nickname and uh, and why? I guess oh, it's well. not just a, a fancy mocked up album cover that, that Drew Spencer did. Yeah. the the name definitely comes from drew spencer he started that yeah and we're uh we're based behind uh jose canseco and mark mcguire on the uh, oakland, oakland athletics that was kind of the idea of it um mm-hmm. but it came came to be from the russia trip um in 2019 the ceb's um qualifiers or both had uh great tournaments and um we were given that nickname because of it i guess <laughs> Yeah. So who who hit the home run first? Uh Jordan. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first game of the tournament, I I hit one, um, and I'll say that he, he might not listen, but he might. Martin Tucker was going to name his child Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, after me, but he bailed on it and said his it said his wife it was his wife, but you know we'll see. But um, and then yeah, in the uh, game against the home team Moscow um, I yeah hit a solo shot um, and then I got on base uh, a couple of innings later maybe yeah the um, yeah and then yeah. Zach hit an absolute mammoth over <laughs> over right and pimped it so <laughs> yeah had to be done I didn't pimp mine but Zach's got that down to the he doesn't know how to do it yet. Oh, come. <laughs> Not used to it. So, we're going to be doing practice next week then. Practicing your flip. I've got loads in the locker, but uh, I just, I'm never sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's, who's it holds most home runs out of the two then? Or are you not keeping score? Oh, definitely, keeping score. definitely keeping score. And I'm ahead this week. <laughs> he's ahead this Yeah. He's, he's ahead this year. He's, he's on four and I'm on two. Yeah, Did you hit one this weekend? No, neither of us hit, um, hit any this weekend um, against the London Capitals, but last weekend, yes. Last weekend, yeah. I've, I've been doing the round of the show, week. so I've, I've been doing two in one shift because I forgot to do one because I was waiting for the Battle for Britain while results come in. <laughs> That's fine. We can do all time there. Um, so let, let's talk about some of your favourite away days then. You, you've, you've, tr- you've mentioned you've done a lot of travelling. Oh, man. It's nice. So tough. You go first, so, yeah. Um, especially have to mention in 2015 the Prague trip. That was Liam Carroll's first um tour as the <laughs> head coach. That was a fun one. That was a great tournament, um, especially both of us as 19-year-olds starting every game, competing with um some of the not the older generation, but the the older guys, and um that was I thought that was great. Even though the team we won, I think maybe two games out of our of our week but um that was one of my favorites i would say so um, the, the lions tour yeah that was for the lions yeah okay yeah yeah um remember that one 
Um, definitely, definitely Russia. That has to be number one. Not yeah. many places you can go to where you absolutely just floored by everything. Just the the scene, the the people, the just absolutely the baseball, the facilities. I thought that was just eight days of pure bliss. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. That was wicked. Yeah, Moscow was was amazing. Um, we also got to get to, uh, got to go to South Africa in 2013. Oh yeah, 2013 was it? 2014. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was a huge um, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, the team didn't perform too well, but like to see the culture, um, we got to teach baseball to kids in like a shanty town. Yeah. Um, that was that, was that was pretty special. Um, yeah, we've we've been been to loads of places, haven't we? To be fair. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. One of mine as well was that obviously the WBC qualifier. That I got to be a part of in. Uh, in Brooklyn um obviously played like half an inning but just to be there was mm-hmm. amazing um and then obviously Zach was I think yeah. I can say was yeah yeah. Go, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna go to the uh to the next one but that got canned so two days before still stands. yeah heartbreaking oh, <laughs> so, yeah I was rooting for a big time but yeah yeah that's cool uh do do you do remember much about you your GB debuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead, Jordan. Uh, no, you can go. Um, I mean, mine was 07, um, and I was probably 11 years old. Um, debut would have been against, I want to say Lithuania in a in a Kenko tournament. So Kenko, it was we were 12 using metal bats. And the Kenko balls were these, they were hard, but they're like rubber. So they would bounce really high. Um, and I remember Callum Vinyl hit, hit this inside the park home run um, that bounced over the left fielder's head. Um, and then he had like a little league inside the park home run. But I don't remember how I performed debut wise in that at all, to be honest. I remember making a diving catch against, we played Japan, got absolutely battered like 30 30 zero or something but i remember making like a diving catch that's probably one of my best memories and i also got severely dehydrated on that tour so um that was another memory but yeah i don't remember too much but it was it was good fun uh for me it was um in sweden in 2012 and that was uh that was my pitching days um Oh, was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you weren't that, that was, bad. You just didn't. Have I wasn't that bad. I just didn't belief in yourself. No belief. No idea where the ball was going. Yeah. <laughs> no problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that was that was me. I remember I didn't pitch too badly. I I wasn't a starter or anything. I just came in relief. I think twice, and I played right field for the last game of the season, for the last game of the tournament. Um, I think that was um that was great. No, I don't I don't particularly remember any of the at bats. I just remember. Um, not playing the first game and I came up to Will Linter and I said like hey man like what's what's going on like <laughs> why aren't I playing and he was like well you know you're not quite you're not quite there and I said I said well like what can I do to be there and I still remember that conversation very well with Will Linter and uh, Liam Carroll in, in the hotel and, and um I remember being so fired up after that and them saying all right let's get after it tomorrow and I got put in the lineup so I thought it was um that was very cool that's cool I was going to say then like you, you sort of didn't have that belief in yourself then what would yeah. you what would you both say to yourselves now knowing what you've 
what you've done and what you know now, what advice would you give to yourselves just starting out or in those sort of nervous rookie debut sort of eras? Well, there are plenty of positions. Don't pitch. <laughs> That's what I told myself. This is clearly not for me. I'm going to stay away from this one. Um, not how I thought that answer was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Belief-wise, I mean, it's just, it's such a game of failure. Like, if you if you let it get to you, then you really are not going to excel in this game. No. There are going to be games where you're just going to go, oh, for eight, not going to touch the ball. And you're going to think to yourself, like, wow, like, what am I doing? This is, this is, this is silly. I should just stop. But if you, the second you get those those types of thoughts, you, should, you may as well just shut down and quit. Because um, this is a game that you can do everything right, and you're still going to get it wrong. You're still going to hit. You're going to hit the absolute everything out of the ball, and then he goes right into the center fielder's glove. And you think, well, we just lost the game. What, what did I do wrong? Nothing really, but just that's how the game goes. Um, yeah. And just, and just yeah, just keep going with it. It's it is so tough, but it's the love of the game that keeps you moving moving with it. And um, but uh, yeah, I think it t- takes a while to get to that point after a lot of failure, a lot of watching other players in front of you play and you, you think to yourself, well, I'm better than him. Well, you know, are you? Because, you know, he's, he's getting the hits to fall and you're not. So it's just kind of, you have to keep, stick with it and eventually your opportunity will come. And when it does come, you got, you got to seize it. Otherwise it might not come around again. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I echo that. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, I think coaches would rather see you make mistakes than be like timid. Um, yeah, I think be aggressive and you can always tone that down. Um, but yeah, just have fun. Like the more you have fun, the more success you'll have. I think yeah. definitely that's what I've learned as I go. And I think the more times where I've felt that I've, <clears throat> you know, been uptight and, and, uh, not very relaxed. I've, I've probably not done very well. Um, you just got to let it, let everything come together, I guess. Yeah. Um, what tips could you both offer to any outfielders or other position players from what you played before? I, I just made my my first game the other day, and um, as a as a bag of nerves, but in practice, I've done a bit of outfield drills, trying to be a bit paling, trying to keep just the out, outfield geared up. What sort of things would you would you advise to a novice like myself? Well, Jordan's the clear better out of the two of us. So no. I'm gonna let him let him take this one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll learn something. No, you're allowed to. <laughs> um, I think, I think the primary job of an outfielder, if you think about it, really, is to get the ball as quick as you can into the infield, because you know that's where you want to get it. Um, hit the cutoff man, or or make a good throw that is cuttable. I think that's a massive thing. You see so often when you sky you know skyrocket mm-hmm. it over the cutoff man's head um, trying to be, trying to be a hero. It, yeah and yeah takes another base mm-hmm. um where you know you might the infielder could cut that ball and then and then back pick the guy or, or, yeah. or get it off um read the flight of the ball i think that's a key one um you know sometimes you get those you know, like dagger line drives, you're like, oh, should I, should I try and like dive for that or try and go for it or should I lean back? Um, you know, if you do, you got to think if I dive for that ball and I miss it, that is going to the fence. Or, you know, if, if it's just one of those pop-ups and it's, you know, going to come straight down, you've got a better chance of diving at that because it's not going to, to go miles behind you. Um, yeah, there are a couple of things. Um, get, get as many reads in as you can because 
you know, the ball does funky things. Um, footwork is, is key as well. Drop steps. Yeah, there's just a few things. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Say the least. Yeah, yeah. People think outfield is is uh, is easy, but it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. You're the last line of defence, ultimately. Yeah. You miss the ball. It's going to go a long way most of the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. One of the main things is a as a centre fielder for for Jordan is being like the captain, being the captain yeah. of the of the field. You're the one who can see absolutely everything right in front of you. You can tell you're supposed to, you know, you're going to tell the left fielder, the right fielder where to stand. Talk about who's coming up, what differences are we going to make in our positions here? Yeah. Um. What What do you do last step at? Um. So many so many little things. Um. That you kind of have to pick up on as as the captain and um, yeah. lead the team when even when you're in the field. Yeah. Just talk as much as possible and, um, you know, just try and be as comfortable as you can with the two guys next to you and trust each other and back each other up. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wicked. Thank you. Made some notes. Thank you very much. I've uh, <laughs> um, got, got a few more questions then before we, we, uh, we, we sort of draw it to a close. Yeah. Um, have you really had to give up anything to, to pursue your love of baseball? It sounds like you, like you mentioned before, John, that, that you decided that you were going to, settle down and do the, the job thing and just play for one of the best teams in the country instead of chat saying. Um, yes. But have, what, what about the sacrifices uh, have you had to make? Um, well, go, growing up as a kid, like, um, you know, your mates are going out on Saturday and Sunday, um, you know, they're partying um, and you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm missing that. Because uh, I've, got, I've got to go to practice on a Saturday and Sunday in Upper Hayford. Um, but yeah, things like that, I think mainly, yeah, just have it, just sacrificing those things that I wouldn't, not normal kids, but, you know, the general population of kids do, you know, like partying and stuff, there's, but you got to remember there's plenty of time for that. And, you know, you do it with your baseball mates, I guess, eventually, but, um, my parents, especially, I'd say they've had to sacrifice a lot, yeah. you know, tons my dad if i think about it now when i'm actually driving and i'm taking myself to games but you know my parents drive me to games my dad would take me anywhere i wanted to go if it was baseball related he would practice with me anywhere like and i don't think i appreciated it that much until now um and you know financial sacrifice that they had to make sending me on all these gv trips um every year um, sending me to MLB academies, sending me to college in Canada, you know, loads of things. And um, I, w- I want to pay them back for that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I can never tell them how grateful I am for that. So not so much me giving up things, it's more than my parents. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um... I can't even imagine how much money they spent on our trips and you oh. know, just to take us everywhere. Just the, the train ticket up to, you know, to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. You know, even when you're little, you, you think your, your dad's just going to give you like 50 pounds for the day. And you're like, what? Like, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> um, sacrifices, I say, I guess the main thing is has to be moving away and uh, leaving kind of everything behind just to pursue, you know, a game. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of, you think of it like, how much does this mean to you? And, um, is this what you really want? You just kind of you chase it. You got a dream, you chase it. Um, and then, you know, 
you're gonna lose you're gonna lose things you're gonna lose people um with all the decisions you make in life and but hopefully you kind of do your best to keep keep everything um yeah it's um certainly certainly that moving away but luckily is um while you you lose friends or something like that you you gain a lot you know you meet a lot of new people from everywhere and yeah i think that's just definitely. um massive those kind of things make up for the sacrifices it's awesome um so i've got, got a couple more questions like i said before before we knock this on the head um you've both seem to have achieved a lot within the sport what are now your goals and aspirations with, within the game at your current stage you can go Zach. um certainly the main one would be to make the great britain uh senior team again i, I, I expose a major last year and it didn't amount to anything with the qualifier being cancelled um I would love to make that team um, for this the upcoming European Championships in September. Um, also, another shot at professional baseball um, in Europe would be amazing, possibly in Germany, in the Czech Republic. Um, I think that would just be that'd be incredible. But the main thing is just to kind of have fun with it and don't to, not to lose it, um, just to enjoy yourself and remember there is a game. And I think I think that's just the the main part of playing on the Mets really like the Mets is such a family back yeah. back being in London like you just kind of remind yourself like just how happy it makes you and I think that's just kind of keep going with it because it does do that it does just make you happy I think that's the, that's the main part that's all you need to achieve yeah yeah similarly like um definitely for me try and make the GB team put or put myself in a position where I'm in the running for it um I kind of took a step back from that for a couple of years just I couldn't get the time off work and and other things um so yeah hopefully I can at least put myself in the running for that this year um just yeah play as long as I can have fun um try and stay healthy try and ensure my arm doesn't fall off <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I'm you know I'm at the moment with the Mets I'm having the most fun I've had probably yeah. ever um and I know I played for Bracknell before I played Southampton in men's baseball and it was only because those teams folded that I joined the Mets it was like a oh. no well no not the only reason but like you know I was you know I had to make that decision yeah yeah and at first I was like do I really want to join the best team and then I did because you know I, I knew loads of guys in that team and I was really good friends with all of them and it was the best decision I made and I said that in Moscow we had this like emotional talks after a, oh, yeah. after a meal and I said you know I, I kind of not fallen out of love with the game but you know it's reignited my passion playing for the Mets and um, yeah having a lot of fun so just keep keep on that keep on that uh, track cool. for me. excellent so now as I like to call it we're in the bottom of the seventh three <laughs> questions for you both right. not very baseball related um <laughs> Do either of you have any hidden talents? Uh, I kind of, I guess, I grew up quite musically, so I don't know, singing. <laughs> it's not too. It's not that. Go on, Zach. It's Peace not that. Tune, uh, <laughs> it's not that secretive. If you hear me playing right field, you, you know, you hear me <laughs> between pitches, I'm, and I'm going for it. You'll hear me singing <laughs> away. Um, <laughs> he, he does hum a lot under his breath. As oh, well. yeah. I was like, <laughs> always, always carrying a tune. <laughs> I thought that was a feedback loop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's me. 
Oh, there we go. John Baxendale, are you ready for a karaoke show down there with Zach Stroman? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find it anytime, any place coming, coming your way there. Go on, Jordan, what, what's your hidden talent? Hidden talent? Um, I don't know, really. Uh, all right at cooking. I don't know if, I, if that counts the talent. If you're all right, if you're all right, yeah, yeah you know, really a talent, is it? Um, I've played football, I'm decent at football. Um, yeah, not really any hidden talents. I'm a good DJ, I'm a good DJ, that's true. I'm a good DJ, not like like yes. proper on decks, but like if you, you know, I can feel the mood and whatever. Oh, yeah, I'll put on some bangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how to press play on the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not on his laptop DJs, I oh, I can mix. I just press, oh, yeah. no, just no. press beat match and then press play. No. Me and my mates used to do um, Christmas parties on Boxing Day at a local bar around here um, where I live, and I used to just do mashups. I just used to get really really drunk and start doing mashups, and I'd, as I found myself playing um, the a cappella of 12 days of christmas over snoop dog what's my name <laughs> just, oh, that just, just go in Let, let's have a let's have a fun time but that was it. <laughs> d- d- different lifetime <laughs> um so uh next question is what are you most afraid of <laughs> go on jordan uh don't really like spiders i'm not a big fan of spiders at all um probably Death. Jeez. <laughs> oh I mean, goodness. yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, scary. <laughs> that whole thing, you know. Let's get into it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. Would you like Probably. to share? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that we, yeah, won't go into that. Strowman. <laughs> um. Actually, I guess. Uh, I don't know why I just thought crocodiles. I think those are just terrifying. Crocodiles, absolutely terrifying. But Do you I get find any crocodiles so... in Finsbury Park? <laughs> I went to, I've gone to Florida a lot of times. My, my grandparents lived there and I love finding alligators and looking at that, but the thought of getting in like a pond or something like that with, with one of them in there, that is just, that just, that really does terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see what you mean? We probably uh, get some people acting like crocodiles in Finsbury Park, but yeah. not, uh, not crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, we, we get plenty of those. Yeah. Brilliant. A uh, bit, bit more of a light-hearted one for you now. So, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Pick up the Do you have any guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. Uh, oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> guilty pleasures. Mm, not sure about that one. That's that's a tough question. I thought. Yeah, really. Start for for, for one another. Do, do you know anything about? About Zach and Zach vice versa that, that you think is a guilty pleasure about guilty pleasures. <laughs> sure, he does. <laughs> guilty pleasures. Uh, Zach is a very he lo- he loves his cuddles and like is uh, he's a very he's a very like no, he's yes, a very touchy feely person. Definitely. So true. maybe that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I'm not guilty about that at all. I love giving everyone a hug. Yeah, yeah. Big, big bear, just come on, <laughs> bring it in, bring it in. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one for Jordan. Shaving his head. <laughs> no, that's, that's not a good pleasure. I'm forced to do that. <laughs> Listen, some of us are like half-tude action men from the 80s <laughs> if we let this grow on top. It's, yeah. it's probably best that we show more yeah. of our face than it yeah. is to let it grow. 
like a yeah. weird Mr. Potato Head. Oh, when <laughs> Crest things used to, and I'm older than you, you probably did a Crest thing. With a, I know what you're talking about. Thing, I'm cutting yeah. that out. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings it to the end. Uh, all the questions I've got, but it's traditional show for me to leave the last word open to the guests. So, Zach, Jordan, thanks so much for bringing uh, uh, an added dose of fun to, to this. It's been brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, Floor's all yours. Any shout outs you want to give? Any parting advice? Any shout outs you want to do? Um, so, I mean, for anybody who wants to stick with this game, you know, you have to, you have to love it. You really do have to love it um, to to want to move on, especially to go into the university level to the national team level. You really have to excel and kind of battle through those times of failure because there's going to be quite a few if you love this game. Um, yeah, just just keep going. We love this game, and uh, for anybody listening, I'm sure. I'm sure they, they they'll come to love it too. Yeah, um, yeah. For I guess any like young guys, just don't let anyone tell you you can't do it, um, or in anyone in general. Yeah, you know, it's a huge one. Be com- be confident in yourself, and you know, if you want to get there, you can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, you know, overall, I'm just yeah thankful for all the coaches that I've had over the years, and there's so many to mention, but yeah, shout out to those. But, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we should chat them up. Jonathan Cramond, Liam Carroll, Drew Spencer, uh, you know, yeah. Rich, Rich Minford, who I haven't mentioned yet, who's <laughs> now the, uh, the manager of um, the London Mets. Uh, he's just been an absolute pleasure to have as a coach. He's you know, now definitely a big part of the success. So, yeah, yeah. But too many names to count. Too many names. Yeah. Will Linton, Liam, Liam Carroll, Paul Vernon, Rob Brandt, <laughs> yeah. Alan Dean. Yeah. So many. Too many. It's, but that's good, though, that, that there are quite a lot that, that you had to try and remember. It just shows oh, yeah. that uh, a, a lot of yeah. people's work and effort yeah. are going to making great ball players. Yeah, and that's just in this country, you know. <laughs> yeah, plenty, yeah. Plenty we've worked with. Sam Dempster. Sam oh, Dempster. That's a huge one. Yep. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Yeah. They, you should get him on the podcast. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'll, yeah. Ask the question. I'll, uh, I'll put you in touch with him. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. So I'll, always, always up for a guest. Uh, so before it doesn't matter if, if you're at the top of the game or if you're rookie just entering it, you've got a story um, involving baseball, British baseball, you want to get in touch with the show, just DM me or uh, send me an email, britishbaseballpodcast.gmail.com and uh, let's chat. And it's uh, that's enough for me. And uh, I could listen to you two chat all, all evening, but I'm wary of the time and yeah. and uh, I don't want to take up too much evening. But again, gents, thank you so much and all the best for the rest of your season. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Sarah. Take it easy.